everybody. Welcome back to Sound Pollution. I appreciate you taking the time to listen, especially with all that's going on in the world. And I, I hope that you can take this moment to maybe just learn about some cool new music and a musician. I do need to apologize for the lag between episodes. Um, things are kind of crazy, man. And I had to take some time out to just really make sure that me and my family were safe and healthy safe at home and some of the musicians that I wanted to interview needed to do the same thing so there was a little bit of a of a pause as I think is to be expected and I'm glad you're listening today I have uh, a really cool guy man who and he's gonna talk about his previous projects uh, the ghost hookers and um, give us a little information about the new one he wants to start and the kind of people he's looking for. This is actually um, pretty cool because this is sort of going to be the before of a before and after. And we're going to touch base with him again in around six months and see how that new project's going. But hang tight. And again, I hope that you and yours are doing well and that you're safe and that you're at home. And if you're an essential worker, man, we can't thank you enough. So keep doing what you're doing. And do it the safest way you can possibly. And hope you enjoy the show. So tell everybody who you are and a little bit kind of about you. No problem. Uh, my name is Mike. Uh, and I just turned 50 on Saturday. Um, Happy birthday. Thanks for that. Uh, being in areas I already wished it to myself and told every everyone about it, but I didn't get anything. But whatever, it's not important. I'm not really <laughs> bitter. <laughs> this is not like it at all. <laughs> and uh, so I, um, you know, I, 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 I would say that I, I'm kind of like a, a nerd that goes in and out of phase with the music thing. Like I get the craze for a few years, and then. You know, I do it, do it, do it, and then, like, you know, it, it becomes unwieldy, and then I, I just shriek back into the shadows, and now I'm back again. And there's, just to talk about my history, I grew up in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area. And so I was class of 1988 in high school, uh, and I, I, I would go to shows all the time. Uh, I was fascinated with music ever since I saw um bowie on tv as a kid and i, I oh, remember yeah. the sex pistols on kgo tv when i was like seven or eight whenever it was they played in sf and it was like the world was ending oh my god this is terrible and then the plasmatics came but i loved it and i loved x that band x and blondie mm-hmm. and oh. then they had a radio station called the quake and they used to play all just non-stop punk new wave and it's funny because my older brother who's actually pretty accomplished in the punk world he was one of the founding members of good riddance they kicked him out i think they're a bunch of pussies anyways i'm sorry but like uh you know if you said it i don't have to edit it out it'll stay okay yeah (laughs) i don't really like the guys i don't think they're they take their instruments seriously but it's not my problem you know it's that clicky happy bullshit scene that they're into but but my brother did found that band um Mm -hmm. they booted him then he founded Fury 66, which is, I guess, still going with, like, third-generation members. I don't know. But the thing is, you know, I, I wasn't playing in bands in my early 20s, but my brother was. And I actually met Jack from TSOL when my brother 
this band open for them at this place called the Red Room in Santa Cruz. I thought, well, this is what I want to do. You know, like brother <laughs> rivalry. And sure enough, he's always done way better than me at everything, you know, music wise. And like, uh, and then he, they had another side project called Coercion. And they made a little demo like in 97. And I realized this interview is supposed to be about my band, but this is worth talking about. It was so good. And then they, they played one show and broke up. And they finally reformed. They've actually made a record. And by, by their contacts, they had the drummer from Papa Roach play on the drums. You know, because he's a punker from like Vallejo, I think. And he, mm-hmm. he knew Luke, the guitar player, and my brother from back in the oh my god it's so good and they wound up opening for papa roach at this place called the ace of spades in uh sacramento and then on that mm-hmm. re- on van ness you know i couldn't believe it and it was like his crowning moment and he is he's really good at what he does he, he plays bass you know there's a lot of politics and all this and i don't know but i'm proud of him for that and um there was like a sibling rivalry because he's told me yeah your band suck you know and I don't believe him, but, uh, you know, cause I, I've had mixed reviews, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, I started playing guitar and I started taking it really seriously. And I actually took lessons from this guy named Mark McGee, who the world really doesn't know, but he's one of the most incredible players ever. He actually was Greg Allman's sideman for a few of his tours as Greg Allman and friends. Um, and th- that's not what he's known for in the metal world, though. He was part of this band that no one knows called Vicious Rumors that was on Atlantic Records. And I remember this j- just being like 19 when they got their record deal. And this is when you'd actually go out at night and go watch bands, you know. And <laughs> although I never watch them, I see them in the in the Chronicles date book, the pink book, all the time for they're playing at the Stone every day almost. So what's the point? Like I learned how to play from him. You know, I, I just started getting a little bit more serious, a little bit more serious, and then I formed some bands that I'm not really proud of. I won't even talk about it, but I, I oddly enough ran into the Ghost Circus drummer like years before, and I started roadieing for him just because I liked Mark. I thought he was cool, and like, you know, I'd, I would go watch his band open up for bands like Ingve and Nazareth and all these UFO and all these killer shows. It was exciting, you know. Yeah. And then I got my little my little break finally. You know, I'm 35 years old, and, like, I met uh, Sathira Peng. He needed a guitar player because Jimmy Crucifix quit. And you can go Google him if you want. Jimmy's a killer musician who's kind of like Michael Schenker, and he plays left-handed. He has, like, a 1,000 guitars. And he's the co-runner or manager of Lennon Studios in San Francisco, which is, like, a total institution. But anyhow, so I spent a lot of time at Lennon, and I got to know Jimmy and then he quit He quit the band they had on the side called Proud Flesh. And I got the, uh, oddly enough, I got I got the gig. Sathir did not like me. He did not like the way I looked. You know, he was trying to be corporate with me saying, I don't like what I'm hearing. I thought, fuck you, I don't care. And boom, we're doing it. We went to play at the Corona Showcase Theater. And then at um, the other gig got canceled. So we played at the skate shop in Orange. Oh man, it was, it was so much fun. And I, I felt like I was really doing something for like 20 minutes. But the personalities and then his songwriting ideas. I told him, now nah, I think I'm going to go start my own band. And, and then I um, went on the ghost hookers thing, which I don't, you know, I, we never toured. We mm-hmm. made one. Record. Uh, we had the, the, one of the most interesting people I've ever met was Gareth Holder, this bass player and he's British and he's from Royal Lemington spa that he was in this band called the shapes. And there's a peel sessions record for them. They've made all these shitty records. They're actually a pretty good band, but, you know, it's not headbanging discharge or motorhead. It's more poppy and witty. Kind of annoying after a while, but 
Garrett's a great player. He has Zillow's and he plays a Rickenbacker. And when I found out who he was, I kicked out my bass player, got Gareth, even though Gareth's like 12 years older than me. And people are like, what do you do? Like, we don't have an image. Look at us. Like, I'm not even the cute one in this band. You know, forget it. You know, and uh, <laughs> so we're, we're playing and we just kicked ass everywhere we played. We were just rocking out. And then we, we made the record. Um, it got really, really crazy. We were playing shows, playing shows, and uh, we weren't really in the health food and like uh, moved to Oregon computers, and so I could move anywhere. That ended that. We actually were trying to make a second record with the drummer from Y&T that we were paying him, of course. And we actually have some recordings somewhere, but uh, not with vocals, but it was pretty rocking. But Gareth, but oddly enough, he circulated our record and I got feedback from like Captain Sensible from the Damned, this guy Jim Little from his band Rogue Mail, which you probably don't know, but you should. Amazing crossover metal band. Jim actually wanted to join Ghost Hookers. I couldn't believe it. I used to listen to him on the Quake uh, <laughs> kid. And like the guy who wrote On the Line, I mean, he could sing your Walgreens receipt. And you'll go, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's only three ninety nine. You know, like, Jesus Christ. You know, everything is awesome. And, uh, so it was it was a lot of excitement, but I, I can't lie, I was I was having a lot of problems with um well everything. You know, I thought I'm gonna die if I keep doing this, and so and, and I didn't die. Now I'm just fatter, and like here I am. Uh, my friend Rob's band wasted again. Test out my Wasp and Scorpion skills because that's what they play. They play covers, and mm-hmm. I love. And unlike most shitty cover bands, I'm sorry to keep swearing. Um, it's the high. Okay. You know, I'm sorry. It's the what? Heineken talking. So anyway, it's not important, really. Actually, beer is important because it makes everything more fun. But uh, unlike Wasted Again was such a triumph, we would play Rocky Like a Hurricane. And this is where most cover bands totally shit the bed. They can't play the solo. Well, guess you could play the solo. And I totally would rock it out. And people would just go bananas. And it was great. When was that moment on stage where you were like, yes, this is it for me? Uh, it was more of... You know, it, 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 for Ghost Hookers, it was as soon as uh, I realized who Gareth was, because he mm-hmm. friend. This was this was in the MySpace era. Gareth yes. up to my crappy little band. You know, we had a pretty good bass player. He was into Killing Joke, Frontline Assembly. I love Killing Joke, but I also love Motorhead. You know, but he could play. Yeah. He, he was just like really spun out on drugs. Okay. And so it was hard because he smelled weird. The drummer smelled awful. Like, I remember how it smelled more than anything. I mean, and I have people that can attest to this. That, but anyways, like, uh, I realized as soon as I heard Gareth, I just, it, everything lit up. I thought, that's the guy. We're going to sound, like, unbelievable. You know, and we were just like a punk crossover band. But, man, there's some good stuff on this record. But anyways, yeah, that's when I knew. And then just when you know, I met my friend Rob from Wasted again, and he wanted to play Wasp. I found him on Craigslist. I said, did you say Wasp? I believe that's what I wrote in my email. Oh, and, shit. Wait, what? And it was great. It was such a triumph uh, you know, to play songs like Balls to the Wall. And it's just actually, you know, I hate admitting it. The best show I ever played was with Wasted again because mm-hmm. like nobody left, and they couldn't believe it. It makes it all worthwhile. Like, you know, being on stage is something you can't buy. You know, a lot of people, you know, I know why Guitar Center is still in business. People sit at home in their bedroom, but they just don't have it in them that, you know, when the boat lands and you're at the beach, it's time to get bloody. And that's what separates the rockers from the wannabes. And, you know, and for me, my favorite, my forte is performing. 
Rinse Bender, I was going to say, I really, really liked that one. What's the story behind that song? Um, it was a true story, but it wasn't me that spent the rent. I was renting a room. I was living in Sunnyvale, working, I believe, for Hitachi at the time, mm-hmm. taking lessons from Mark. This was right after I came back from those two magical shows with Proud Flesh in Southern California, and I thought I was going to be a punk star for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and it turns out, you know, that was like, I think, April 4th and 5th. Well, the meth freaks didn't pay the rent, and I didn't know they were on drugs because I, I never really saw them. And the landlord came over because you know, they broke one of the windows. And I was hardly oh. ever home. And they kicked everyone out. <laughs> Shit. And, I was like, and he looked at me and I looked at him and I thought, you look like a normal person. I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to wheel this half stack out of the door and get in this piece of crap Saturn I'm driving and figure it out. And, you know, it was weird. And I thought there's a song in this and that, that was it. Uh, it, the rest of it's embellishment, but yeah, it's like two idiots that um, did not pay the rent. They parted it away. You know, it's a cautionary tale, I guess. I don't know. sent me uh was are you a cop so is there a story behind that uh there is and the story is um that's what happens when you sit at home you know trying to come up with guitar picking exercises 
and uh pretty much every song i've ever written has been an accident and that's where that first riff came from that all the people here i'm sure everyone's gonna run right out to amazon and go buy it please please buy it i'm a i'm a lonely man i'm 50 now come on god damn it do it excuse me actually god bless you you don't have to buy it you know whatever but and it has this great blue oyster culty moment in the middle where I channel Buck Dharma. Uh, you're you're gonna, really going to like it. And, but it. there's a story behind it. Weber Street is a is a place that now there's like an amphitheater, I think, or a, a revamped you know, arena where they have shows. This is in Stockton, but Weber Street is notorious for hookers. Uh, okay. Don't ask me how I know these things. I don't know. Yeah, only the scum survive. It's just, you know, it's like you, I know these things. Like, you know, and <laughs> just... Uh, now, usually, if you go watch bands, guess where you're going? You're going to the worst neighborhoods in the world. So yeah. it is what it is now. It, it was oddly enough, Mark didn't yeah. drum on those two tracks. He's not a shitty drummer. We just had Scott, who, who was Mark McGee's drummer in his side mm-hmm. band, Love Planet. You know, with Rent Spender, you know, and songs like Are You a Cop? You know, it, I actually, even back then, I would run it through a, a real serious oh, criteria. You know, and the first thing I would think of is like, how is this going to sound live and how is it going to look playing this? Because at, at the level I was at, which I'm still at, which is nowhere, the last thing you want to do is get up there and go, I'm, I'm, I'm Jared and I, I got a lot of problems and I want to sing them to you. Like, you're just going to clear the room. And I thought, right. you know, there's a reason they have a bar in these places because people want to forget their <laughs> troubles, you know get hammered, hopefully meet girls or dudes or whatever, and, and just have fun or try to have fun, you know? And that's where I come in. Like, I, I have a no-sads rule. You know, the world is a bad place. I really don't want to know what satanic human trafficker runs this planet. It's terrible. But I don't sing about it. I don't sing about politics because it's a waste of time. You know, I just sing about really nothing. Uh you know, and just try to be entertaining. That's my job, to entertain. Like, I've always right. had a steady focus on that. Fast forward a little bit, you know, my criteria is that, you know, it has to be, it's it's not like, you know, you got to be cool in a band. And if you're going to make a record, you got to everyone's input bullshit. You know how much it costs? You know how painful it is to watch somebody mic a drum kit at nine in the morning with you have a hangover? You're like, huh. <laughs> right, you're gonna hit the fucking thing again huh oh my god dude, i'm in the wrong line of work i you know and it's terrible and so then finally eight hours later i get to do my little part you know not a lot to do in those long hours and like you know it's just painful and i thought the last thing i want to do is have some mediocre subject material on there and i say it's mediocre because i mean c's get degrees but they don't make great songs you know, I, I just thought if it's not entertaining and if it doesn't kick ass and if it's not a song, like it has an arc, you do these things and then you're done. You know, it's not some jam session or you clap your hands and sing along at the end or, you know, even though in cop there's a sing along, but whatever, like a. Call it. 
actually a musical partner with before pictures, you know, and he was a, he's a killer guitar player. I knew from the East Bay, oddly enough, he was from Walnut Creek. We just kind of had a falling out and I was actually going to fire him on this podcast. Cause I thought it'd be ratings gold, man. But <laughs> I thought don't humiliate people and don't be a, don't be a dick. What, 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 you know, and the other thing is just like conduct unbecoming. If you're in a band and you're not ready to bleed for it, you know, like mm-hmm. every morning you got to wonder what am I going to do to move this forward today? Well, some people don't do that. And it brings me to my point about, you know, project management. That's what being in a band's all about. Somebody has to decide what are we going to do? Otherwise you're just going to sit there in a room together for years and nothing will happen. I, I would see the same ads on Craigslist after ghost circus was done. I'm moving to Oregon. I'm like Jesus, man, I move fast. You know, I have a record but, uh, <laughs> And uh, so well, I forget what the point is, you know, eventually you have to tell somebody, no, your baby's ugly. And then it gets really personal, you know, <laughs> especially if the person likes writing these deep Jared feelings things, you know, but I don't want to hear it. And I don't think anyone else is going to want to hear it. I mean, to each their own. But the point is, like, if if he's doing that and you're over here doing this, it's not going to work. Like, there's, there's, no. Not, there's no way to meet in the middle the thing that was hard to do was just realize like, I'm going to say goodbye to like kind of a Mustaine type Dave Mustaine ish type person who could play anything. When we would jam on guitars, I would start playing Dr. Steen by Halloween. Okay. Let's play, <laughs> you know, and like, and just having fun, but the fun stop. I know you're trying to, to, like you said, start a new project, start, you know, get a, get a band together. What exactly are you looking for? No, I, I have a drummer that, uh, is very good and i'm going to go play the first single idea with him on the 18th um Excellent. i found him on craigslist so i told him you know i want to make an appointment for three weeks from now just so he can get the drums out of the cases and get the rust out i want to hear how good he could be because mm-hmm. what we're going to play is it, it, you know, this would be like cheap trick on speed it's like it's going to be really rocking yeah. You know, okay. I think you're gonna. Everyone's gonna like it. And then I want to record it in May. I don't know. I don't know if this guy's gonna do it. Like I have to gauge his personality because he seems like a serious person. But I just thought, you know, if I'm paying you to drum, which I'm doing, I just want to get out of the gate and put some music on Bandcamp or something. Yeah. You know, demos. I want to record that. Uh, that song, which is my song. And then maybe either the punk version of Borderline, you know, the Madonna song. Um, yeah, yes, do it. Please do it. Know how to play, you know, with the Rhodes piano sound. Like, it's it's a beautiful song. Whoever wrote this, like, you're the best keyboardist in the world. Yeah, and it's fun to play. But I thought, you know, play this, the piano intro live and then murder it fear you know like uh yeah i have a great sense of humor i think it could really be entertaining and then i i have another song uh that i I don't want to bring my keyboard gear this time i'm just gonna bring my guitar gear uh just to see if this guy will do it you know it's tough you know uh so are you looking for any other other people so you you talked about the drummer there's you or how how many people do you want in this group uh, ideally, I'd like to have um, a guitar player that's not mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to have a bass player and a drummer. Okay. So it'd be four, 
So you're yeah. looking for a couple more band members that can play hard and fast. Yeah, but this isn't a Ghostsuckers band. Like, uh, it's actually going to be a, a combo plate. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to play, mostly I'm going to play piano. Uh, okay. And uh, so we have to see who could stomach this. I don't know. You know, I just don't want to do the same thing again because it's already been done. I think it's going to kick ass. I know I know you're going to like it. If you liked Rentsmender, this stuff's going to shrink. I did. So. I did like it a lot. Yeah, um, it's humor. Yeah. It's fun. It's not. It's something you put on. You know, if you've had a couple of shots of Fireball, I don't know I'm doing but before pictures burp. You know, and there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so if there's anybody you know in that area that is interested you can i will put the your address i have a funny story about this hold no. on just a second i will put your address down in the comment section so if anybody who's listening is interested in maybe taking part in this project you know shoot an email okay story <laughs> yeah uh, thank you. I, yeah. I thought this might be a good way to find. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're mm-hmm. in Austin, I don't care. You know, it, it, it's not like we're going to see each other every day. You know, I just yeah. want to make a record on right. like one song at a time. And, you know, it's funny, though, because there was this ad on Craigslist. This was like four weeks ago. I said, well, we need a bass player. And there was this guy, energetic bass player in search of rock band perfect guy you know mm-hmm. he's 50 and the weird part was he looks like me i thought no it was creepy i thought maybe this is a bad thing but he totally did not want any part of it never responded i was like hmm this before pictures the city name i don't think so now this is the before interview and i'm gonna play the ghost hooker stuff and then when i come back to you in six months i want that new material you'll be the first to know Yes, that's what I want to hear. So oh, no, my I'm probably going to email it to you because if you don't listen to it, who's going to care? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's terrible. Okay, final question. Ask away. What, what advice would you give people who are new to making music in the music scene or just starting out? Really explore frustration because you're going to be frustrated at some level. Either you can't make the noises, you can't find the band members, you have the band members, you can't find the gigs because the other bands are all chads and they don't want you, you know, and, or you might play better than them and then you're not playing with them ever again. Uh, And so really find ways to get around frustration. My advice, if it's frustrated with your ability, you're just going to have to really you know, it's not a short-term fix. You're going to have to sit there by yourself and learn to fucking play. And it's painful. You know, you'll want to break your guitar. But if you don't, you'll wind up breaking new ground. And then suddenly you're going to sound even better. Like frustration is your friend. You know, it, it means that there's something that's missing. Uh, and it's a chance to really innovate. I've done this. You know, I, I've had a lot of fun despite being a nobody. Uh you wouldn't believe the stuff I got away with. And like, you know, it's, it's just great. You know, like don't, I guess the second thing is don't give up, you know? And then the third thing is be yourself. So. That one is a, that's one that every single person has said. Which one? Be yourself. 
out of right. like the whole five people. But yeah, that seems to be the uh, ongoing theme. But yeah, I never thought about frustration because it's not going to be easy. You know, eventually somebody's going to tell you your baby's ugly. Yeah. Someone's going to kick you in the balls and write a bad review. Someone's going to go, oh, and heckle you. Someone's going to probably throw a beer at you, you know, or someone might punch you in the face. Like, you know, I mean, it's brutal. You know, other people, it's unpredictable, especially if they're drinking fireball. I mean, so I don't know. Like, just be ready. It takes a special person to be able to stomach this. Uh, so learn to manage your frustration. You. Yeah. Like, uh, for me, I'm more of like, you know, I have to fight for every little thing I get. Like, I'm not a natural at anything. The world is totally changing. And, like, I don't know. I think entertainment online might be the future. That's what I want to do. Like, just to finish out this life. Like, you know, try to do something. Yeah. At least eight people happy. If you get a laugh out of it, I did my job. So, All right, everybody, that was Mike with Ghost Hookers and the soon-to-be-before pictures. I want to thank Mike again for stopping by and taking the time out of all the crazy. If you are out and about, I would like you to be safe, and we appreciate you. And if you're at home safe, safe at home, we appreciate you too. Stay there. Stay, Stay away from people. And hopefully this episode added something to your day. And I hope that you stay tuned to listen to Sound Pollution next time. Until then, make some noise. If you're just making it from the balconies, from your porches, and you can't get to a show, just keep making noise. Everything's going to be okay. Okay.